Hey everybody, welcome back to the Disreputable Podcast. Man, I, honestly, I don't know what episode we're on, to be honest with you. Yeah, we're just rolling uh, through them, aren't we? Yeah, I would assume we're five or six in, but... Season three. Season three, yeah, for sure that. But thank you. Thank you to everybody that's listening and, and watching and sharing. Sharing, especially people that listen and share, right? Yeah. the Our, our greatest one thus far is Commitment Issues. Well, most popular one. I don't know if it's the greatest yeah, one. We probably point. did better ones, but yeah, the people apparently seem to the like people it. that watch this uh, podcast yeah. have commitment issues. That's yeah, what I, I would say. So. <laughs> or they, or they know people that do. Yeah, but uh, once again, you can always like, subscribe, share, let a friend know, and thank you for your feedback. I, I know you have received some feedback of yeah. people just saying thank yeah, you guys for doing it again. Really, yeah, and we love being together and yeah. and talking about what matters. Yeah, so a lot of people talking, right? But not a lot of people talking about what gets us ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Today we're going to talk about wealth. Okay, Um, philosophies of wealth, ideas of wealth, the difference in wealth and rich. If there is a difference, Uh where does wealth come from? Just money in general. Is it just about money? All sorts of questions that people may have um, that people are aspiring. Um, I know this is a topic that you feel like um, you have a purpose to educate people in certain areas about. I know you've helped me in a lot of areas, so felt like it would be um, great to just have a dialogue about mm-hmm. about this topic. So, just to open it up off the top, and we can go in different directions. When we say wealth, what would what would you say wealth is to you? Well, wealth to me is not an amount. Okay. It's a, a state where you feel free enough to do what you want to do, right? So it's you don't have to be a billionaire to be wealthy. Right. But if you if you can take the leash off, using a, a metaphor of being a dog on a leash, right. if you could take the leash off and run free, then you're wealthy. Yeah. And that, that amount is probably different for everybody because some people can be content in a thousand foot house. Some people could be content in a trailer mm-hmm. and and that, that's the kind of freedom they're looking for because they can hitch the trailer up to a a, a, a truck and go, you yeah, know, and, right. and, and be on the road and see the world. So would you say wealth is freedom? Wealth is enough money to be free. Wealth has monetary value. Uh, what do you mean? Um, well, you just said wealth is enough money to be free. Yeah, it's got to it's gotta be uh, it, what holds us back. So when we talk about why it matters to me yeah. as, as a pastor. For sure. And why when you say that I have some interest in it is that uh, when, when I hear dialogues about racial inequity and whatever what's that about it's about money Mm. okay it's about the fact that people of color feel like nobody's showing them the rules of the game Mm. so some people are getting ahead and other people don't even know what game we're playing so this house you're sitting in we've committed to continually doing gatherings for people of color to teach them the rules of the game right because Black and white matter, but green matters more. Right. When it comes to freedom. Sure. 
of green being the color of money. Is there a difference? Because I kind of always grew up not talking about wealth, talking about being rich. Okay. Yeah. Is there a difference in your perspective in <clears throat> being wealthy and being rich? Are they hand in hand? Yeah. They do they go on the same. I, th- I think they're synonyms that a lot of people use them interchangeably. What I think of as rich is you know people that have an expensive car or whatever, and that to me you can you can be a high a wage earner. You can make three hundred grand a year, mm. but still be broke. Sure. You don't have wealth because. Yeah. Your pay, your house payment, your car payment are taking all of your income. So I'm not talking about having a large income. That's why I say the freedom. Okay. Wealth is where you've got more than enough. Mm. You're, you have a car payment or a house payment, but right. it doesn't consume your money. Yeah. You, you have more than enough. Enough for you, enough to, for, for philanthropy, charity, enough to... Go where you want to go when you want to go. What do you think that some of the misconceptions of about wealth or money is? Well, I, I mean, I'd ask you the same question, but I mean, the one that comes to my mind in my world, because I'm a person of faith, mm-hmm. one of the major misconceptions is that if you're really a holy person, you, you don't care about wealth. Okay, it's good, because I wanted to talk about this. Like, yeah. So if you're a pastor, you should just be in poverty. Yeah. Where I, guess, I guess that's uh, America's Quaker. Okay. We come from Quakers, you know. Okay, yeah. America's founded by some pretty, uh, a philosophy, a religious philosophy that said, we don't need this world. So we'll, we're going to just be humble people and plain clothes and plain. Mm. And I think, I think we're still growing out of that mm. holiness movement. Holiness means I detach from everything in this world. Right. But it's not congruent, Brandon, because every time you go to church, they go, give. <laughs> yeah. Give to the, because there's all these needs. So there's needs on one side and there's people on the other side and only people who have more and i've got a new book coming out called more yeah we're going to give away free copies easter weekend yeah i hope people come on easter because i'd love to give you a free copy of this book Mm -hmm. but the premise is only people who have more than enough can Mm -hmm. do charity right absolutely i've been in this work for a long time the only people who've helped me in that regard, right. are people who had more than they needed. So the people then that would be resentful of people who have more than enough or more uh-huh. are the people that f- feel like they were not given opportunity oh, yeah, or, or people that feel like they don't. I, again, this is why I'm all about trying to teach people that I know and love the rules of this game right. because uh, it took a few people to teach me how it worked and then once the light bulb comes on because mm-hmm. I think the resentment comes from clearly there was a game being played here and I'm not winning right, right. but nobody's explaining the rules to me and yeah. it's, it's not uh, impossible to build wealth especially in America people outside of America mm-hmm. can kind of sometimes have more clarity about it because they look over there and go if I can get over there, anything's possible. Right. But <laughs> the people inside, I think we're just too close to it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. When you is 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 the idea are you becoming more comfortable with the idea of wealth? And if so, what what's made you more comfortable? 
Um, am I becoming more comfortable? Yeah, I think... I feel like I've always been comfortable. I just don't think I knew the rules of how to play the game. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it was like watching it on TV, if, you're, if we're talking about a game. It was like being around it. It was like, it was like, you know, you're just on the outskirts and you love it. And you, and you're like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to get there one day. I can yeah. see it. Right. But right now is I'm learning the rules of right. how to play it, you know? Right. And I think, you know, I, I, you said a minute ago, and it, and it made me think, I think, unfortunately, there's not enough education in school that teaches people how to play the game, yeah, right. if you will. Well, most of the teachers are broke. I never was taught how, how to budget. Right. I mean, these are just basic principles that, you, you know, I mean, outside of my parents. Yeah. But in school, yeah. you know, how to... Do a savings account. What's the purpose of you know, just all sorts of stuff? Investments, mm-hmm. um, just yeah, you name it. So you see the outcome of uh, what happens for a lot of people, and maybe you were like this, is they see the outcomes of wealth, like a nice car or whatever. Absolutely. Then they take credit. Yeah. And they run up a credit card to have the outcomes without learning the game. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. It's a little bit like in the ministry. Uh, you could appreciate this metaphor, maybe. It's not meaningful to, to our viewer, right. our one viewer. Uh, but in the ministry, when you observe the ministry, you say the ministry is preaching. Mm, okay. But re- now that you're in the ministry. Oh, yeah, totally. You realize preaching is like 5% of the thing. Yeah. But it's all anybody sees. Right. Even though that's one hour of one day. Yeah. In the ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it is with money. Mm-hmm. People see a Lambo or a Porsche or a Maserati mm-hmm. and they go, wealth? No, well, not really. Those are just outcomes. Right. Because anyone could, could charge it. Yeah. yeah. It. There are lots of, again, lots not of high income people right. that they don't, even they don't understand because they have a talent. You, it takes three things to have some wealth, right? Mm-hmm. You need to be able to build something. So you could be a doctor. And you've learned a specific skill. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some kind of skill. Right. Or you could be a layout person or a video person or a singer or whatever. Mm-hmm. That person can leverage their skill into a high wage and still not understand the game. Therefore, you're a great football player, but after you retire, you're broke. You have nothing, yeah. Right? That happens all the time. Right. The percentages of people in the NFL and NBA that go bankrupt or astronomical because they only had one of the three traits Mm -hmm. then you have to have this curiosity this curiosity about life and about learning and about how to use things so elon musk isn't just a smart programmer he's he he wants to learn and he's so he's he's asking questions and he's figuring out the system and not just he doesn't doesn't just make cars right He's figuring out the game. Yeah. And then character is that thing where where you can where you have this this that structure on the inside of your head and your heart so that you don't blow your money on cocaine. Mm-hmm. For sure. Or you have a, some kind of philosophy that says, I could handle this. Mm-hmm. So what are the misconceptions then as we as people progress? Mm-hmm. 
in life, become more become more wealthy, get a better job, mm-hmm. is the misconception to hold on to it? Is it is it okay? I'm getting more, so I I hold mm-hmm. on to more. Because there's there's a few backwards thinkings when I when that I think I was kind of taught. I don't know where I picked it up on, but it was like save, 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 save. Right? Yeah. It was like get some, put away, uh-huh. instead of get some, invest to get more to bring in yeah. to then put, to buy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there was that. And I just think, man, I wonder how many more, how many more misconceptions are there out there that well, yeah, people are I'm doing sure right a, now? I'm sure there's a bunch of them. You know, the problem with say is, well, I believe in saving because you have to have a little something here, right? For sure. But money is a seed, right? And and seeds don't do don't do what they're born to do mm-hmm. if they're not in the ground. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of people that don't have a lot of cash. Because all their seed is in the ground. It's mm-hmm. growing. They own apartment buildings or mm-hmm. they they have stocks. So they don't have cash. They can't they might be driving a Toyota Camry and not a Lambo. Mm-hmm. But if if they cashed in all their seed, mm-hmm. they'd have a Lambo right. or yeah. eight. Yeah. So I think I think that's a misconception that that the way to build wealth is not to plant it. But you just end up with more seed and not a bigger harvest. Mm. If I take one apple seed and I put it in the ground and get another tree, now I've got more seeds. Mm-hmm. Now, at the end of the day, if I don't plant it, I go, I still haven't lost my seed yet. Yeah. But you haven't used your seed yet either. Yeah. yeah. It's like showing up to a farm and the guy's just ranting and raving that well, he has about, all the seed got in the bag. got a bag of seed. Right. And that's kind of not the point. Right. The point is apples. Yeah. So you have to kind of... You have to get comfortable with saying, I, money isn't good in my pocket or in my bank. Mm-hmm. Especially now, Brandon, because with interest rates so low, people are, who have money in the bank are losing money. Mm-hmm. People who have money in houses are making money. Mm-hmm. People who have money in the stock market are making money. Mm-hmm. The only people losing money are the people that never invest it. And is that because people have low risk or they just... Yeah, sometimes it's your season in life. As you get older, you don't you want to risk less because mm-hmm. you have less time to recover, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. so it can be season, but a lot of it's temperament or fear. Fear keeps you from wealth. Mm. So you don't do stuff. Yeah. Wealthy people have a bias toward action. Okay. They, they, they try things. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work... You try something else. Try something else. Yeah. You said to me a few years ago, I don't necessarily remember when or what it was about, and it resonated with me because there's this thought pattern that's like debt-free, 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 debt-free. Uh-huh. There's good debt, and then there's bad debt. Right. Right? Bad debt is, you know. Uh, Consumer I, debt. Yeah. But there is a good type of debt. Right. For people to have. Yeah, that's the kind of debt that where something is paying you. So it's a it's a debt that you have. Right. It's but debt. it's bringing in income. Yeah. So if I if I go into debt four million dollars to buy an apartment building, mm-hmm. but I but the rents from those apartment building, I, I'm not only am I paying the payment, but I get another fifteen thousand dollars a month. Right. Who's winning? Uh, yeah. The debt is, the debt is a small part of a transaction. Yeah. Now, if I take a credit card, that's consumer debt. 
and I can pay $200 on a credit card for a meal. Right. But if I don't pay it off, I didn't pay $200. I paid 400 Sure. And yeah. I'm paying it every month. And because and I don't pay it off, I end up paying 1000 bucks for a $200 meal. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. I had a mentor say to me years ago, Dean, if it costs more than $200 and you can't pay cash, you can't afford it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So... If you don't have cash to go out to dinner for two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. you can't afford to pay for dinner because mm-hmm. the credit card has just turned it from two hundred to four hundred, and from four hundred to six, and six mm-hmm. to twelve hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to avoid consumer debt. Debt is this. Years ago, I read a book called uh, "Rich Dad Poor Dad." Mm-hmm. I've probably given away a hundred copies. I'm sure yeah. I gave you a copy, yeah. but uh, it said that everything that pays you is an asset mm-hmm. everything that you pay is a liability so my house in my mind is not an asset because i have to pay it i gotta pay it. i have a big payment here mm-hmm. but the apartment building i own down the street is an asset because it's paying for me not only is it paying for me uh, uh, paying me every month the money i make from it pays for this house right so in a way, I don't even make the payment. Other investments make the payment for this house. Yeah. And I got to the place where I don't buy anything. I don't buy a car unless I have an investment that makes the payment for the car. So that's now we're into a philosophy, a way that you think Philosophy about. that if I want a Maserati yeah. and that Maserati payment is $100 a month or whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. then... I need an investment that will spin off a hundred dollars a month in order for you. Yeah, that's yeah. So so that I get, I get momentum, positive momentum. Right. Let's. I, I would like our fact check guys to check um, to see if we can get a Maserati for a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> I would be down for that. Right. Um, where did you pick this stuff up, man? Like, where Just did little, you? Little by little, I had a couple of really great mentors. And is some of it trial and error? Yeah, I mean, sure, for sure. How much error? You gotta, you gotta. Act, what I said about action, bro. And you and I have had this talk before, and <clears throat> I've said it a hundred times. You gotta, you gotta. You're not gonna make money by thinking about investing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta do something. Do you think when you start to invest, there's a a lottery ticket mindset that's like. You know, I'm going to hit the jackpot on, on my first one yeah, I think so. and not have to keep going, you know? I mean, that's our society is instant gratification. Yeah, which is part of the reason why I'm asking, I'm mining for these questions because, you know, I think you and I are probably in different seasons and stages of mm-hmm. life, right? And I guarantee you there's a lot of people that are watching and they got fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 of credit card debt. Right. 2020 was a rough right, year for right, a lot of people right, right. and they didn't get their packages and the whole thing. Their business uh-huh. is tanking. And you have a lot of people that if you're not careful, it's, e- it's easy to feel like you're drowning. This is what I'm, this is why, this is why it matters. This is why I think it's one of the most spiritual in the last season of my life. I've realized that it's one of the most spiritual topics, far from being not spiritual. Right. It sets people free because people make all kinds of bad decisions for sure because they feel like they're drowning. Right. Addiction comes out of feeling like you're drowning. I may as well get hammered because right. I'm not winning. Right. I may as well divorce this guy because he's not, you know, all these poor choices that come right out of 
bad money vibes. Mm-hmm. How much is it is 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 it mind? Is it thinking when it comes to I don't money? know. How would you answer that? Well, I think it's conditioned on some of the way you were raised. I mean, yeah. the way that you were educated, the way that maybe you saw family spending. I mean, back to the cycle of I wasn't given opportunity. I wasn't educated about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never saw a way out, so therefore I did X. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I think there's a lot of people that have a bad way of thinking. I also can remember uh, my, my grandfather was a pastor, and he was... Um, he, he was what I would call a wealthy pastor. He enjoyed his luxuries. And I remember gravitating to that. I, I liked right. his nice things. And he used to show me. And and there was a lot of resentment, though, from people in, that because of his position, I suppose. And some of it was even within our own family that was like, you know, and so I had to fight the tensions, is what I'm saying, is I had to fight the tension on one side of my family. It was like, hey, you're gonna be prosperous, you're gonna do great things, you're gonna you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do do well for yourself. Right. And then in other areas it was like, no, it's okay to it's okay to just get by. Mm-hmm. You know, like those people I must have done something corrupt to get that. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, this is in my own family. Yeah. And now nah, my family's blended and all sorts of different things. So there's a this isn't just like mom and dad or whatever. But all of that happens out uh, in a lot of families. But but then you imagine okay then then you just add that to what's going on around the world and with people in the different. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like a, a lot of it's got to be the way that we think about yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of it is in the scripture. So you see seasons. There's long. God's people in the scripture get warnings about famine. Sure. So there are factors outside of whatever Brandon does, mm-hmm. and I'll call that famine. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't know the downturn was going to happen, neither did anybody else, because right. we didn't expect the world to shut down. Unprecedented. Right. Well, that's a, a year ago, word. by yeah. the way. Yeah, like, like uh, literally. Within the week. Right. Yeah. So famine happens, mm-hmm. but over here you have factors that you can control. Right. And that's the way I think about money, the way yes. I plan money, the way I save money, the way I invest money. And you can offset with your thinking and your behaviors the risks of famine. So in the scripture, for instance, God says to Joseph, as he's the prince of Egypt, mm-hmm. famine's coming. Start filling the uh, silos because hmm. one day you won't you won't have anything to put in the silo. Mm -hmm. So Joseph, for a whole nation, starts a reserve. Mm. It doesn't mean they didn't eat then. It meant they produced more than enough for famine. And that's what I try to do in my life. I try to produce more than enough. So if the people around you are going, how come Brandon's so obsessed with money and making money and getting out of debt well mm-hmm. because brandon's smart enough to figure out enough isn't going to be enough right because famine is going to show up sometime somewhere it always there's always a season of famine coming right you're either in a famine coming out of a famine or right. headed toward a famine yeah so i need during times of uh uh you know seasonable prosperous times let's call it Mm -hmm. 
I need to I need to have a little over here. I need to plant more seed here so yeah. that I have some seed to put in the silo. So where does a a person where does one, if you will, where do they where do they start? Yeah, I mean I think do you start by taking in information about how you can become that kind of a person so i think a lot of people their their thinking is the problem so so just to break that down so it's surround yourself with yeah, people this, this podcast listen is, to the podcast educate yourself step one yeah there's a bunch of great people out there that talk about dave ramsey has a point of view i don't always i don't agree with everything dave says i guess if dave ever listened to this podcast he wouldn't uh, agree with everything i sure say. yeah but he helped me yeah. He was one of my mentors. Yeah. Now he he doesn't believe in debt in any form. But um, and so we disagree on that. But he helped me a lot in my thinking about cash versus knowing where your money goes. All of that. Yeah. You know, paying attention. Mm-hmm. He's great at that. Mm-hmm. Like in the book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, he has a podcast. The mm-hmm. guy who did that talks a lot about it. I had a mentor who taught me about the value of homes. Mm-hmm. One day he pulled the car over and he said, a house is a box. Mm-hmm. I've given you this talk a hundred times, but you put your money in that box. If you sell that box to get a bigger box, which is what most of us do, you just got to put more money in a bigger box. But if you take the money out of that box, we call that a refi, yeah, yeah. and buy another box. You get your friend Torrin to put his money in that box. Mm-hmm. You put your money, now you've got two boxes and you kind of leverage. And he, he, in one talk, he gave me a real estate lesson I've never forgotten. Yeah. And I've given it to hundreds of other people and helped them create wealth. Absolutely. And on the flip side of that, if I may play the, so uh-huh. then you have people that go, yeah, but, but Dean, there's, yeah, but Dean, there's, yeah. but, the, but to your, uh, a lot of buts. There's risk to anything. Big buts. But there would be a big but in any situation, yeah. right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. There's yeah. no guarantees in life. Absolutely. But the the scripture tells a story, again, not to be a pastor all the time, but yeah. scripture tells a story of the of of a man who gave three people resources mm-hmm. and the only one who was really condemned is the guy who was too afraid to do something. Mm. Mm-hmm. Some people got a little better return than the others but the guy who was really slammed yeah and and the the the, the uh, master got mad at him was the guy who said oh it's too scary i didn't want to make i didn't want to lose it right so get out there and sometimes you win sometimes you lose but you're gonna win more than you lose and as, we'll cl- close in just a minute but when you said that it made me think of a, of a two different types of mindsets that you and i have talked about in the past and one of it is abundance uh-huh. and one of it is scarcity yeah talk a little bit about that uh, the, the mindset of abundance having a mindset of more than enough and then having the mindset of you know holding on to clinging to the last bit of what you have in hopes that yeah. I was raised by a pessimist and pessimism basically says Anything could happen, but the worst is probably going to happen. <laughs> okay. And that's basically scarcity mentality. It just says there's not enough, so I have to, I have to take what I can right now because yeah. 
there's there won't be enough for everybody. But God doesn't, when you look around at creation, that doesn't seem to be a problem. Mm. You know, only people think that way. Right. You know, you read the paper and you go, there's a population crisis, a population boom. There's not going to be enough room for everybody. Right. And then get on a plane and fly over. There's plenty of room. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Plenty of room. They thought the world would be strangling itself by now. There's lots of room. People congregate together. Right. So there's a... Not much room in Calcutta. Yeah. Not much room in New York. Right. But there's plenty of room. Yeah. So just humans create this scarcity. Like, what if it goes away? What if it goes away? That's, in my opinion, there's nothing divine about that thinking. Mm. Abundance just says, hey, there's enough for me and there's enough for him. Changes my spirit when I believe that. Mm. And because there's enough... I can create more. I can take a little now. If there's scarcity, I have to eat it all right now because otherwise I'm going to starve. But if there's enough, I can put a little over here and make the, plant that seed. I don't yeah. have to eat it. Yeah. And I can I can wait. Let's say, let's wait for another harvest. I think this is the this is the danger of life. Is that most of the people in this that are listening to this podcast grew up around scarcity and they just never got free. A lot of poor th poor people, come, it comes from poor thinking. Yeah. It's so funny you say that. And I've tried my best to not do this to my kids. Mm -hmm. But when you just said scarcity mindset is like when you're eating and you just have to eat it all right now. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you no. sat at a table and you've watched a parent tell that kid, no, it's... eat it, eat it all. You know, almost to the point of like yeah. sick to your stomach. Yes. You know, I mean, I understand like you got to no, right. be healthy. You think about the healthiest people you know. There are people who leave stuff on their plate. Yeah, totally. But it's poor thinking. And I, this is. But it's I, little habits like that, I guess, is what like I'm that. saying. That you catch yourself and go, the cook, there'll be more cookies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Right. Yeah. Springtime comes That's around yeah. every year. So in the middle of December, you go, we're never going to make any money. Right. This is what I want to say. It's, well, I'd love to leave some hope. Yeah. And what I try to plant in you and these other lads here, because I want you to, I, you're doing very well. Yeah, thank you. I'd love for you to be rich beyond your wildest dreams so you could help as many. You, have, you and Reagan have such a big heart. Yeah, thank you. I want you to be able to work for free and just go where you want to go and have a beautiful vacation home and travel to see your kids mm -hmm. but in the middle of december it's always hard to imagine that april's coming right it's like oh gosh the snow i mean four weeks ago right now it's a beautiful icy blue sky out there. yeah window. absolutely four weeks or maybe less than four weeks ago there was three inches of snow yeah and you go i'll never get it'll never it's always going to be snow and no flowers no flowers are coming back yeah just, just keep doing the right stuff. Yeah. yeah Grass right. is going to grow again. Yeah. Just got to make it through. Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, we should do a part two, part three, part four, because there's so much gold in all these stories that you tell. But I, I don't want to miss a, not even a shameless plug, a full-on plug. Yeah. You're, you're writing. Yeah. You have finished your book. Book. It's called More. More. Yeah. And people will be available to get this. April 3 and 4. April 3 and We're going to give away all weekend. Okay. We're going to give away free copies. Free copy. And so then come. past April 3rd and 4th, they'll be able to go to your website. Yeah, and get yeah. it on Amazon, all those right, types right. of things. Yeah. 
You 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 have to. If I could say uh, the amount of wisdom that you have given to my family, and then there's so many people around, it's just blessed us all. So, um, I know in in a lot of our and di- a lot of our podcasts, it's a it's a dialogue. But man, just your impartation of wisdom and understanding and, and how to think has just been incredible so thank you bro. yeah man i appreciate you and and i hope this blessed you you know if you're a business owner or you know you're you're looking to uh try to get out of debt and whatever area you may find yourself in um, if you ever need help or you want to reach out to either one of us we'd be happy to help you in any way that we can i'm assuming you can just do that um through the disreputable podcast links but if not um, you can reach out at info, info at ourchurch.us. I know that this is not always a religious thing, but we're connected to our church, and uh, that would be a way right. that you can specifically reach out and have questions or, you know, you need, need more help. But anyways, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We love you so much. Have a great day.